Hello, it is Tuesday, January 26th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. First subject today is Conor McGregor and his coach, John Kavanaugh. If you watched UFC 257, you saw that McGregor ate a lot of low calf kicks from Poirier, and those calf kicks, according to McGregor, were responsible for setting up the eventual knockout because they deadened his leg. Now, if you've been watching MMA for any amount of time, even a short amount of time, you'll know that recently those type of kicks to low calf, inside, outside the calf, just a calf kick in general, has become one of the most popular strikes in the sport. And the reason for that is they're effective. They hurt. They deaden the leg. We saw it happen to Michael Chandler in Bellator. We saw it happen to Sean O'Malley with Cheeto Vera. And we've seen it happen a lot. These kicks, they're debilitating. And that's and that's why they're popular. Because they damage the leg. They, they, they numb the leg. They deaden the leg. And so when you step, you can't feel it. And your leg more or less collapses. And that's what we saw. Again, according to McGregor, that's what led to the knockout loss. Fine. But the thing that bothers me is that McGregor came across as he um, was unfamiliar with these kicks, which is shocking because, again, they have become the most popular kick in the sport over the past year or more. I I can't remember. But, again, it's a sport where if something new works, people adopt it very quickly. And that's what happened with these kicks. So if you were unfamiliar with them, that means... One, you haven't been watching the sport you compete in. Two, you're arrogant and think you can deal with anything that anybody brings. Three, you didn't train them. And so I'm leaning towards, I think, one and two. And here's the reason why. Uh, coach uh, McGregor's coach, John Cavanaugh, spoke about this, uh, the kicks, and this is what he had to say. Speaking of McGregor here. He does so much sparring that you hope that there's not going to be ring rust because he's getting the rounds in. But again, somewhat ironically, this particular technique is one that is almost impossible to replicate. The fact that Dustin threw it is not that surprising. It was certainly part of our training to deal with leg kicks. How devastating a technique it was something somewhat caught us out. In the gym, when you're throwing that technique, you're not trying to kick your partner as hard as you possibly can, and you're also wearing shin pads, kick pads. You can build up a false confidence. I feel it, but it's not that bad. Then it's only in the fighting that you get tiny gloves and no shin pads. From October 2018, coming up two and a half years almost, he had 40 seconds of feeling what kicks feel like with no pads on and punches with four-ounce gloves. So yeah, that is one thing you cannot replicate. This sounds like an excuse uh, to me. It sounds like someone that doesn't, someone that's talking to someone who doesn't understand the sport. Or a, or a combat, or any combat sport. So you're telling me that you can't, because you can't replicate the feeling of getting kicked, you can't train for it. Let that roll around in your head for a while. So 
by that by that that kind of logic, I can I can't replicate hitting my hand with a hammer. But I I'm gonna guess that it's gonna be extremely painful, and that I should avoid that at any cost. But this says you don't really know how bad it is until you feel it in in a live situation. So you know maybe it's not that bad. Maybe you can overcome it. Maybe you can walk through it. Maybe it'll only hurt a little bit. That's the kind of thing you can hear is that unless you feel it, you can't work to avoid it, which is, or can't defend it, which is kind of dumb because I know getting hit in the head is going to hurt and I should avoid it. I know getting hit in the, in the jaw, it might knock me out, so I should avoid it. You don't need to feel the pain to know that you need to avoid it. It's nonsensical. It's an excuse that doesn't make sense at all. And if, you, if you're just trying to sell this as an excuse, cool. But everyone's going to see through it. And if you truly believe it, that's frightening. And I don't know where Kavanaugh stands here. Um, so either they're not watching fights and not training to what they should be training, or both Kavanaugh and McGregor are arrogant enough to think that because it didn't hurt in the gym, it's not going to hurt in a fight. That that makes I can't wrap my head around that logic. It's because it doesn't make any sense. So it comes to me. It comes across as arrogance of both, um, and and that's it. I, I I don't I don't understand it. So I think this. My suspicion is that McGregor is getting deferred to a lot here in his camps. Because he's the one that's bringing everyone in. He's the one that's paying everyone. He's the, he's the cash machine that makes, makes SBG flow. And without him, what do you got? So you defer to him. You train what he wants to train when he wants to train. And then you get this, this result. Where you were unprepared for the most popular kick in the sport right now. Because you didn't know how it felt. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that for one bit because it doesn't make any sense. Just because you can't replicate it doesn't mean you can't train to defend it. That's kind of the whole point of training, to defend something that's going to come. Not only defending what hurts. Come on. Um, so these are excuses that Kavanaugh's using. And if this is a surprise, it shouldn't be. So my question then is, is McGregor running his own camp? And if, if so, that needs to end because we saw this with Tony Ferguson as well. When you're young, maybe you can overcome these things. Maybe you can, maybe your, your, your pure talent can get you past a rough spot just because of your sheer athleticism, your speed, your power, your timing. But as you get older... And as fighters train to beat you, which McGregor is one of those fighters that you train to beat him and you look for that and that he's someone that you've been training to beat for a long time, just like John Jones, all these things work against you and eventually all that catches up and then you end up knocked out. And some of that's what we saw with McGregor. Some of that's what we saw with Tony Ferguson. Time catches up and if you're not training to get better, Time's going to catch up a lot quicker. So 
McGregor either needs to stop running his camps if he is, or look for a new team, or look for a new look uh, in, in between camps. But he needs to develop and rely less on his athleticism and speed and power than he has in the past because, like I said, as you age, all those things fall away. And then you become just another fighter. So you have to find a way to make up for those deficits that age causes. And McGregor, I don't think, is doing that. And if he doesn't change that in his next camp, I think he's going to be in big trouble. So I also saw that, um, I think it was Faraz Zahabi said that he thought McGregor quit. And I don't think that's true. I don't think McGregor quits. I don't think he's a quitter. I think he panics. And I think he get, when he gets in spots that are difficult, I think he makes bad decisions. That's not quitting. That's just not having an ability to function in that spot. It's a, it's a big difference. And what I think, what I see from McGregor are errors that can be fixed in training. If that training takes place, much like the kicks. If that training doesn't take place, I think this just stays the same. Um, because... Because we look at the taps from Habib and Diaz, those taps, I think, were more uncomfortable situation and not knowing what to do. And then you, you, you panic, and then you know, now you have to tap out. I think I saw a little bit of that in Poirier, too, when he got rocked or when his leg dead, deadened. He didn't know what he could do. And so he just started winging punches from angles that he normally would not use. And then that's what ended his night. So I think what, again, I think this is going back to his camp and his training. And he's not getting put in these difficult situations where he is exhausted and then has to make a decision in that, in that, at that point of exhaustion. And that's why he panics. So this is definitely something I think he can work through. But he has to be willing to work to the point of exhaustion, which I'm sure he he does. Uh, I'm, I would say that most fighters work to that point. But then to work beyond that point is what you have to do. You have to get exhausted, like in a real life, real fight situation, and then work beyond that. So get in that, you know, work, do your whole workout where you're ready to almost pass out and then fight off chokes. And then fight from a spot where your striking is not going to work. And then learn how to accept those positions and think in those positions and react from there, from that. Um, it's uncomfortable, and I think that's why someone might not want to do it. But I think it's a necessity. Again, once you can't rely on, on your natural abilities, you're going to be in these positions more often. And then you're going to have to react and know, know what it feels like. And I don't think McGregor has known that in, other than the submissions. So now he knows that someone can catch him striking. So now he knows he is, other than his name and his draw and the power he has to earn money, he is now just a fighter. And I think people are going to see him that way. And not just other fighters. I think fans are going to see him that way. And I think that's... Um, I think that's going to hurt him in the long run. Um, so what I want to talk about now is McGregor's numbers. Uh, the pay-per-view, I think, is going to be the number two, if, if the numbers are correct, that have been circulating. 
1.6, which I think puts it near the top. 1.6 million, that is. So that's good. That's great. But what next? Is Conor McGregor going to be able to draw those numbers again? Against Nate Diaz? Yeah. Against Dustin Poirier? Maybe. Against anyone else? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, because the, the submissions, I think you can almost excuse them in a way because McGregor, you know, everyone will tell you McGregor is a striker, not a submission guy. So he gets into positions where uh, submissions are, are going to get locked on. That's not his game. So you can, you can almost excuse those, those submissions if you, if you squint it down enough. But no matter how hard you squint, when the guy who a week before told you he was the best boxer in MMA gets knocked out pretty quickly, well then you start to think this guy's all bluster and bravado and he's really not that good. And then I'm talking about casual fans. I think, you know, the hardcore fans are going to be the hardcore fans and they're going to watch any fight anyway. But out of this 1.6 million that, that bought, which is, you know, over a million more than average, how many of those people are going to tune in outside of a Diaz or a Poirier fight for Conor McGregor? And I don't know. I, my gut, my feeling tells me less, much less, but only time will tell that. And that's the other thing. When's he going to come back? If he comes back soon, first half of this year, maybe, maybe those numbers stay over a million. If he comes back in a year or a long, long time, well, it was a year between the, between the uh, Cerrone fight and the Poirier fight, and we saw how he responded to that year off. So maybe that, that's a problem too. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. My my gut tells me that his numbers will be, will be lower outside of anything but a Diaz fight or a Poirier fight. But we shall see. Uh, BJ Penn. So BJ Penn got arrested again for DUI, I think. Um, and now it, whenever BJ Penn has problems, and he has had a lot of problems uh, over these past few years, you we get to hear. Can't anyone help BJ Penn, or or won't anyone help BJ Penn? The answer to both is, is yeah, people will help BJ Penn, and people can help BJ Penn, and I'm sure many people have tried to help BJ Penn. The problem with this is, if Penn doesn't want that help, and I don't know what his what what is making him, what's creating these issues. I don't know if it's drink, drugs, mental health, combination of all those things, but all those things can be helped in many ways. There's many way, routes you could go down to get help, and all are feasible, and all, you can, all, all can be tried. But the problem is, and I'm sure many people want to help him, but, but the problem is BJ Penn. Does, does Penn want that help? I don't know. From what's going on here, I don't think so because he keeps getting in the same kind of trouble, the same kind of issues. He keeps having the same kind of problems. And they're self-created problems in, in many ways if they're related to addiction. But 
addiction can be helped. Mental health can be helped. But it can't be helped until someone asks for help. So you can you can offer the help, but if it's not accepted, or if it's accepted without a real intent to get better, it's 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 well I won't say useless. It'll help for a little while and then if the person's not buying it, they'll just relapse into their former behaviors. Um, again, whether it's drink, drugs, mental health, that's kind of the, the pattern we all see all the time. No one's going to get better until they want to get better or want the help. And that's the frustrating part about this, that knowing how many people want to help BJ Penn but can't because he doesn't want to be helped. Hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully someone can convince him or he'll hit a spot where he says, you know what, this is bad and, and I really need to 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 get things straight. And then, then the help will, while it might not work, it'll have a much, much better chance of working because he's ready to accept it. And I know that's hard for all of us to watch knowing that, you know, we... The, the community wants to help him, but without Penn's willingness, we're just kind of here to, and we're going to just have to wait for him to hopefully um, request that help. Will it happen? I don't know. Do I want it to happen? Absolutely. I, I, no one, I don't think anyone wants to see this. It's, it's sad. It's depressing, but he's in a, whatever's wrong, it's, it's, he needs to want that help. And until then, I'm, I'm sad to think that this is kind of what we're going to see from BJ Penn. I'm um, going to switch gears a little bit there after that. Probably should have finished with that. Sheesh. Um, so Dana White, Calvin Cater. I didn't get around to this, I don't think. So I'm going to do it right now. If you watched, there was a video floating around. It was released by the UFC. And... It, it kind of looked like promo-y and PR kind of move where during the Holloway Cater fight, Dana White's talking to Hunter Campbell and he says that he thought the fight should have been stopped and he's afraid that Cater had taken the kind of damage that he'll get out of there and, and die in the back, which legit concern, a very legit concern. And then White goes to say that he wants Cater taken to the hospital right away, don't talk to anyone, don't stop all that, and then White turns around and gives that fight a fight of the night bonus. So here you are. Which side do you want? Possible brain injury and possible death or entertainment? And that's White's juggling act right now. Right now he wants them both equally. Can't have them both equally. You can't say, that's the kind of fight I want to see. Here's 50 grand. And then say, that guy could die. This one's more real. That guy could die is the more realistic thing. And so now we have to wonder, can fights be made safer somehow through the commissions, through the promotions, through the referees, through the outside the cage doctors? The answer is yes. But that requires rule change. That requires people being invested in that. That requires people to want that does Dana White want that from what I saw on this not completely Dana White the person I believe wants it because just just what he said to Hunter Campbell 
is that he was concerned. Dana White, the promoter, wants to see fights like that. So White, White and other promoters, but Dana White, because he runs the UFC and, and folks will follow his lead, needs to decide what he wants. Does he want a fight like we saw with Holloway and, and Cater? Or does he want something a little safer? And this is what I meant when I said that the the fight was not might not have been good for ABC. Because if the president of the UFC is saying, holy shit, that guy could die, what's the average person who wasn't a fan of the UFC saying? That was what, and I think a lot of people took what I said out of contest text or thought I was being a pussy for it. Neither of those is true. Uh, I want to see safer fights. I want to see how it, but I want to keep the entertainment and the sporting of it up as well. So that's the juggling act that that someone's going to have to come up with. Maybe have the referees being able to stop fights um, in 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 a different way because Herb Dean couldn't stop that fight because of the way the rules are written now. Maybe have the outside doctor be able to say that's enough. I, I think people might accept that more than a referee. But that's the commissions. So there's... There's uh, red tape to be worked through and rules changes to be worked through. And could it be done? Could be done. Will it be done? I don't know. Will it be done too late? That's my worry. That's the worry. And that's something the commissions and the promoters are all going to have to work together on. The key of this one was, though, that Cater's corner could have stopped that fight at any time. But they didn't. So... That's that's a big issue too. Um, the mindset of the MMA corner and fighter. I can win this fight at any minute with one punch. Which, yeah, sure you can. But will you? So maybe that's the change. If there's no way a fighter can win without a stoppage going into the, the championship, quote-unquote championship rounds, maybe that's when the referee gets a little more influence of over-ending the fight. Maybe that's when a doctor can step in. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer because I can't give the answer. Would I have suggestions? I just gave you some suggestions. So, yeah, of course I do. Um, but Dana White's in his pickle here. He wants it both ways. He can't have it both ways. So is he going to be the empathetic person or is he going to be the cold-blooded promoter? Only he can answer that. And with that, I'm going to end it for today. I'll be back probably tomorrow. And uh, until then, everyone stay safe.